You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. Tom's on vacation next week. He's here right now, although your vacation starts this afternoon. With what? From 1.30 to 2.30, my wife's part of a Father's Day gift to me. It's taking me to get a mani-pedi. Do you need one? For, I don't think so. And to be honest, I could not be less enthusiastic about it. Oh, so fully, you don't want to go? No, God, no. She's fully aware of it. I, my nails are fine. I showed you guys my feet earlier. <laughs> they look totally normal. That was a great moment. I wish the rest of you could have been here for it. He took his shoe and sock off and showed us his feet, put it on the counter. I think I disinfected wipes back there. You have a couple, <laughs> well, listen, happy early vacation then, and you have fun this afternoon. <laughs> Ever use automatic oh, responses? I never use them because I think they're impersonal. Same. Dietra sent me a text yesterday asking if I wanted to go to a certain, it's not on the 4th of July, but in the middle of the 4th of July weekend event that happens around here every year. And Tom and I have discussed this before many times over, over the years. And both of us do not like this event. I'm not going to say what it is, but I just don't really want to go. So she sent me a text going, hey, would you like to go to this? I don't know if I sat on my phone wrong or whatever, because later I'm checking and I'm going, wait, I didn't respond. And the response I sent was, sure, why not? And they said, okay, I'll get tickets. Because you sat down and or something happened and the automated response. Yes. yes. To her. Yes. So I'm now going. You're going. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, have fun. And one of the keys in life I truly believe is the ability to celebrate other people's successes loudly, if not louder than your own. And in this case, we certainly do. For those of you who've been in, uh, in Sacramento for a while, you may remember a young lady. We used to talk to her a lot, an awful lot. She played for the Sacramento Monarchs named Carol Lawson. And the first time we ever saw her play, we loved her because she had so much joy on the basketball court. Wonderful lady. She's brilliant. Yeah, and I think the first time we talked to her on the air was she told us a story because she's a huge country music fan, and that's kind of how we made a connection with her. And when she was a player at Tennessee, there was a Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw concert happening, and she was walking across campus, and the, 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 the concert was being set up, and she saw a couple of guys playing basketball, and her quote was, and they weren't very good. So I <laughs> she goes, I got a little closer and it was Kenny and Tim so I said no hey way. what's up guys and she ended up playing basketball with him that afternoon and so oh that's awesome yesterday Kara became only the fourth female uh, basketball coach in the NBA she was named to the assistant coaching staff of the Boston freaking Celtics what yeah that's phenomenal. She's the first woman to coach the Celtics. Now, she's not the head coach. She's an assistant coach, but my but gosh. Still. Yeah, she's in position to be a head coach someday somewhere. And oh, if you I'm watch sure. a lot of basketball, she has been an analyst for quite a few years with ESPN, and I think she's worked for the Washington Wizards, and she's just excellent. We're putting a blog together <laughs> <Make> a sign <laughs> right now that you can check out a little bit later on our website that uh, includes some of our favorite moments with Kara over the years. And as we've been kind of talking about it off the air, there are quite a few. Yeah. There's a lot. Remember the hot Pilates story? When she farted, yeah. <laughs> It'll be up on our website here in a little bit. I'm going to go read it. <laughs> you make lists? That's like literally how I get through life. Yeah, yeah. me too. I made a list last night because I'm having uh, some people over tomorrow. And I was looking at the list once I got into work, and I thought, man, if I hand this to Cody and to Tom, there's something on there will have a different meaning for Cody than it does for Tom. Okay, right. he's handing the paper over to us now. Uh, it says shopping, burgers, buns. Pot salad. Pot salad, fruit. Mm. Now, I read that as potato salad. Right. How what do does you... that consist of, Patrick? <laughs> and why wasn't I invited to the party? <laughs> New Country 105.1. Patty Tom's Hot Nashville Minute. Luke Holmes will officially become the newest member of the Grand Old Opry during a special induction ceremony on Tuesday, July 16th. So coming up soon, Kelsey Ballerini will also be performing that night. Vince Gill, Joe Diffie, and plenty more. Should be a good time. Just like a game of golf. 
Combs randomly tweeted out, I hate golf. I quit golf. I can't wait to play tomorrow. <laughs> and Jake Owen, who almost went pro, tweeted back, beer makes it better. And beer never broke my heart like a game of golf. By the way, I hate golf. I quit golf. I can't wait to play tomorrow is a song waiting to be written, <laughs> oh Mr. Gosh. Combs. Brad Paisley, Toby Keith, Dwight Yoakam are among 12 nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Uh, This is the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Those three are the most high-profile nominees. And the way it works is only three will be inducted overall. Two from the songwriter category, one from the singer-songwriter category. Among the songwriters nominated, Sean Camp, whose most well-known song is probably Garth's, Two Pina Coladas. Uh, A guy named Costas, who wrote Ain't That Lonely Yet with Dwight Yoakam. And Here Comes Rain for the Mavericks. And Rivers Rutherford, who wrote Real Good Man for Tim McGraw. Ain't Nothing About You for Brooks and Dunn. The inductees will be announced on October 14th. And real quick, speaking of songwriters, latest up episode of my podcast is out today and you can access it on our website who is it chris jansen might want to listen to that one chris stapleton just donated 10 grand to the lexington kentucky chapter of habitat for humanity and here's how he did it he wrote a check signed it and put it in the mail old school (laughs) chris is from that area so it makes sense and chip and joanna gage you know them from fixer upper they just donated one and a half million dollars to saint jude wow pretty cool lord elena this week was in la to record a song it's a cover of one of her father's favorite songs. Mommy's all right, daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. That's from a classic rock band called Cheap Trick. The song is Surrender. Lauren said the reason she wanted to do it was to pay tribute to her late father. Has your pet ever taught itself to do something on its own? I forget how we were... We got on this subject yesterday off the air, but I told you guys, and I thought you already knew, but we have a cat that's about 14 years old. His name is Rex. And years ago, he taught himself to pee down the drain of our bathtub (laughs) upstairs. Only uses the upstairs bathroom. And I think it's because he didn't want to go all the way downstairs and use his litter box at night. He was being lazy. I have no idea how this cat figured out that if he positions himself just so, that it would all just go straight down the drain. Pretty smart. It's, yeah. I mean, it's bizarre, and we kind of take it for granted because he's been doing it for so long. It, yes? Do you have a separate shower? Yes, we do. Okay. That's an excellent question, Thank and I'm you. glad you asked. Uh, I do have a picture uh, on our Facebook page that I just posted of Rex doing his business. He just, he'll he'll just sit there and he'll do it, and then he, he moseys off, and every now and then we just kind of have to, you know, run the water a little bit to right. uh, clear the drain. So I Google, you know, what are things, uh, what are things that, that pets have taught themselves, and I forgot about this, the, the dog up in Seattle that taught itself how to ride a bus to a dog park. Yeah, I remember that. This is a fact. The dog gets on a bus, like almost on a daily basis, and goes to a dog park, then gets back on the bus and comes home. Which is insane. Marcina from Elk Grove says, when I was in high school, we had a little Pomeranian that would put his butt in the air like a handstand and pee. It was the handstand (laughs) pee. Can you imagine that? That's hilarious. I would want to see that. Yeah, same actually. (laughs) Now, the good stuff with Pat and Tom. Woman was in a McDonald's in Fayetteville, Georgia. She saw a man sleeping in a booth. He looked disheveled. There was a coat over him. And so she just decided, you know what, this isn't right. She went up to the the front desk and asked to speak to the manager and said, hey, there's a man sleeping over in a booth. You need to get him out of here. The manager looks at, oh, no, actually, that's okay. She said, no, it's not okay. So here's what she did. She went over and took a couple pictures of the guy's sleep and then put it on her Facebook page and said, just another reason to leave Fayetteville. I was at McDonald's. I saw this guy sleeping in a booth. Take a look at him. I told an employee, and her response was, oh, yeah, we know. It's okay. 
and then in all caps, it's not okay. They needed to kick him out. Well, a lot of people kind of were on her side and commenting, and then it started to change. Some people rose to the man's defense, and here's why. The man is 21-year-old Simon Childs. He's homeless, and he's a dad. He's got a one-year-old. His young wife died six months ago, leaving Simon to care for their child. And the reason he was sleeping in a booth at McDonald's was because he was resting between shifts. He works at that McDonald's. His manager says Simon is by far his best employee. He walks six miles to work, six miles back to the shelter, and will work any shift that's available. He keeps asking for more hours. When asked about it, Simon simply said, I have to give my son a good life. I'm trying my best. That also made it to social media, and when it did, a local car company saw it and gave Simon a used car. An apartment complex two blocks away from that McDonald's gave him a one-bedroom apartment. And as far as the woman, Simon was asked about it, and here's his quote. He said, it shouldn't be about hating. Life should be about forgiving. Besides, thanks to her, my son and I aren't homeless anymore. I'm really trying to, like, think around that because I don't think you can stop yourself from... You know, having a, a, a momentary judgment of somebody. Yeah, it's kind of human but nature. I think you can recognize that, be mindful of it, and then step around it and realize you don't know anything about, say, a person's given situation. You're 1,000% correct. Let's all just kind of take a moment before we act and then hopefully act in a good way. And that's your good stuff for a Friday. Judgment-free zone, except when it comes to Bridezilla. Yep, wedding season is here, which means Bridezilla stories, and there are tons so far this year. One bride took the only the bride wears white too seriously and kicked a guest out of her wedding for wearing a floral dress that had multiple colors in it, but there were small white spots. This is true. Another bride demanded all guests cover tattoos and change their hair color to a more natural color or be uninvited. Honestly, I wouldn't even go. This bride wants all of her bridesmaids to be all the same height, and no one can be taller than her. Now, she's 5'11", and she wants them all to be about 5'10", so they have to coordinate with each other about the heel sizes, and there's one girl who's 5'3", which means that she's going to need, what, seven-some inches? Good luck with that. Contact Gene Simmons a kiss. (laughs) That might be your only option. And another bride took to Facebook to ask if it's wrong... To replace her maid of honor who gave birth three months prior to the wedding because she didn't lose the baby weight. I mean, are you joking? Why would you put that on social media? I swear people do that kind of stuff just to get a reaction from people. But what kind of bride are you going to be, Cody? I don't even want a wedding. I want something really low-key, private, and then just a big party somewhere that's super casual. I'm going to be a great bride. <laughs> Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.